Have you ever been frustrated trying to build a business that you love, connect deeper with your family, and take care of your physical and mental health, but it just seems like you never have time? In my search for those answers, I found out that there are three very specific things that family-driven entrepreneurs do in order to excel in it all. If you're someone who's interested in learning these three things, we have a free upcoming training that you can register for so we can share these three things to help you succeed faster. Check out the show notes or go to modernleadership.us forward slash workshop. This is a limited time workshop, which will be recorded just in case you can't make it live. Thank you for being willing to lean in and continue to grow. And above all, keep leading from the front leader. What is going on, my people? You're listening to Master Your Mindset with Coach Mark. Now, I'm your host, Mark Hildebrand, and I'm a husband, a father, a master coach, a co-creator of the Push Coach Certification School, and 19-year law enforcement officer from Southern California who struggled with giving all my time and energy to my professional life and having nothing left over to give my family or for myself. Now, through this process, I discovered I could excel in every area of my life if I was willing to master my mindset. So this podcast is for ambitious, high-performing leaders in business and career who want to create more in their life, but refuse to do so at the cost of the other important areas of their life, including their health and their family. If that's you, it's time to dive into today's episode. Thanks for spending this short time with me, but remember, you don't get better by consuming, you get better by acting. Let's go. Hey guys, what is going on? My people, welcome to another Thursday microcast. I've noticed that a lot of my microcasts have been longer than the full episodes, and I'm going to change that here today. Guys, I got a powerful one here today. In today's podcast, I want to share a strategy with you that will help you step into the role of a leader without having to be handcuffed by which crowd you're in or not in with. Yes, we're going to dive a little bit into politics, but we ain't going anywhere into politics. I really wanted you to talk about this. I really wanted to talk about this because I think a lot of people have this um, misconception about like really getting repelled by the fact that politics are involved when in reality, that's just the nature of the beast, but you can actually flip it around and act in, and make it into your superpower. And I'm going to show you how to do that today. Okay. Now thinking that you need to play to the politics before you can be a leader is the worst way to actually make the impact on the people who already see you as one. So there's people out there who already see you as a leader whether or not you get that spot, whether or not you get that position, whether or not you get that contract, whether or not you do any of that stuff, there's people who already see you as a leader. Now, I could see why you might think this because I used to think this too. Oftentimes, politics are used. And when they're used, especially for the selection of specific leadership titles, sometimes that can leave us a little raw. Sometimes it can get us a little frustrated. Sometimes it can get us a little angry. I know it happened to me several times. Um, And it wasn't until I employed what is we're going to talk about here today that I actually was able to get past that. But then actually the next time that I went up for promotion, I actually got the job. And it's because what we focus on will continue to grow. What we focus on will continue to grow. And I know that if you continue doing this, just like how I did, you're going to be in this negative leadership spiral because you do have people who are following you. You do have people who are watching you. And if you're being fueled by the fact that there's politics and you're getting upset and you're focusing on that stuff, you're going to literally expand that to other people. And I know that you don't want to do that. All right. So how are we going to do this? This, by the way, is not going to be an easy solution. This is going to be one that you're going to have to think through. And I hope you have enough time after this podcast to think through and convince yourself that this is the right way to go, because I promise you in the end, it will be the right thing to do. Okay. So do you know that you can actually lead up the chain of command? Like, do you know people who do that? 
Like I know people who like even come to me who have more bars and more stars and ask me for leadership advice. And what I really want to like um, open your mind to is this thought that you don't need to have that position to actually take on that role. So you don't need to have the title. You don't need to have the bars. You don't need to have the pay to actually start leading people as if you already were. Now, I'm not saying that you should step onto people's toes, and I have some really great tips for you here today, but I want to open your mind to this, all right? I want you to open your mind to this because if you were going into an interview and you're telling them the things that you're going to do when you become that position, what's the difference between that and me going into an interview and saying, oh yes, I'm doing that already. These, this is when I did it. This is the impact that it had. Whether or not you decide to pay me at the end of this, that's totally cool, but I'm already doing the job and I'm gonna continue to do the job regardless. Now, what kind of like results would you have if you were the person who was giving that interview? <laughs> I don't know about you, but for me, I'd be like, okay, this is the person for the job. They're already doing it. They're already a leader and they're already putting in the energy and effort and getting results from it. That's the person who really deserves the job, job, the job regardless of politics, all right? So that being said, I have three tips for you. If you ever find yourself in this situation where you feel like there's some political issues that are going on when it comes to um, you having the ability of really effectively leading people, okay? Number one is to take responsibility and step into the leadership role now. Take responsibility and step into the leadership role now. You don't have to wait. Yes, there's certain things you're not going to be able to do, certain things you can do, but there's always going to be little things that you can do to step into the role then. Don't wait to be told to do it. Take on a leadership role and start to do it. Number two is remind yourself of the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is not for you to achieve a rank, for you to make money, for you to do any of that kind of stuff. If that's the kind of leadership that you're looking for, this is the wrong podcast for you to listen to. When I think about the kind of leadership I'm looking to, I want to like be able to help people um, really see and bridge the gap between where their specific goals are and where the business or the company or the team's goals are and how they can intermeet in the middle so it's the best for everybody. I don't want people to show up just for me. I want them to show up for them. And when they show up for them and do so in a way that really benefits the team, that they can see that not only are they an important part of the team, but I can empower them to also start leading from the front, being the model, like modeling their behavior for other people. And there's a way to do that when you remind yourself of that ultimate goal, the ultimate goal isn't for you to achieve more um, status or isn't for you to achieve more bars. No, your, your goal is to really empower other people to be incredible leaders, to do things that are really in their best interest, but also in the best interest of the team. It's the reason why a team is so much greater than one individual, right? Is when you can work together in synergy like that, that's really where the power is of having not only the leadership ability, but that specific leadership role. Number three is prove that you are an incredible leader regardless if they pay you or recognize you or not. So you're proving out there by being the leader, reminding yourself of the ultimate goal, what you're really fighting for, and taking action in congruence with this now. Let me tell you a little story so that I can really bring this home to give you an example of like what this was. Um, I, I think I've talked about this in a recent podcast where it one of the hardest jobs to get on the LAPD is the FTO, which is the police officer three job. It took me a significant amount of interviews. I started to interview pretty early on in my um, in my police career, and I didn't have the time to necessarily uh, actually get ranked up high enough with the people who were actually um, being chosen. But I kept being told time and time again, you were the best person for the job. You had the best interview, did this, did that, did this. 
And it started to rub me a little raw. I, I At that time, I didn't understand mindset. Um, my ego was a lot bigger than it is now. And I didn't realize that like thinking in terms of, man, this is just a political thing. Like this is, I, I really deserve this. And I should, all of that leads to a whole bunch of negativity, a whole bunch of anger, and a whole bunch of things that are not in congruence with the mission that I wanted to accomplish, right? When I first started to become a police officer, it wasn't, I be, I'm becoming a police officer so I can make more money and so I can be a P3, right? No, that was not the case at all. My goal was to actually help and empower other people and to really help protect people who couldn't protect themselves from people who would take advantage of them. And so that was my goal. It wasn't for me to become a specific P3, so I had to really reframe that. So what I did is after that next that last one, it happened to be taking a leadership um, class. Um, it was a leadership class by John Maxwell, and he was talking about um, he was talking about you stepping into that role now, not waiting, just doing it right now, and basically proving that you are the person that that should be given that position. And what I decided to do is I was like, you know what? The impact that I really want to make is I want to help new probationary officers who are struggling um, learning these skills because there's so many different skills of being a, becoming a police officer, just like there's so many skills of being a leader that sometimes we need like that mentor, that person to help guide us along the way. And there were some FTOs that didn't do that. There are some FTOs who were like, yeah, this person's failing and they would never actually help them really. And, and I realized that there was those FTOs and I could step in and help out. Now I wouldn't step in in the middle of them having conversations, but what I would tell them is like, Hey, if there's something that I can help you with, please come to me. I see that you did this. Hey, would you, would you be cool with us going over like different strategies and whatnot? Would it be cool if I shared some of my reports with you so you can see how I wrote this specific thing? And by doing that, it actually got me to step into it then, which really empowered me. It made me take my mindset off of getting a position, getting a promotion to like, I just want to help him. I just want to help. And I have a very specific person in mind, if you can't see, I just want to help him to be able to become the best police officer he can be. If I can't help him do that, and he's not meant to be in this career, that's okay. But if, if, if I can, I'm 100% going to try and help him out. And I wasn't getting paid to do that, but I was first off feeling amazing after helping him all the time. And after he was able to successfully turn it around, uh, it felt amazing because I felt like I was a part of that, even though primarily that was him being willing to accept my help, right? So I stepped up and started to do that. The second is I reminded myself of like my ultimate goal, which I talked about um, a minute ago. It's kind of funny when we get angry and upset about that. It's because our brain is immediately going to like that next thing that we want to be able to accomplish. We tend to forget what the actual mission is and we're so focused on the war, right? And so for me, it was just taking that, that whole entire mission outlook and going, okay, this is what I want to be able to achieve. And number three is I proved it. The next time I went into an interview, they said, hey, what is it that you would do if your, um, your P1, a, a probationary officer, came to you and they were struggling with X, Y, and D? And I said, well, it's funny you should say that because I actually just helped somebody. You know this person? You know how they kind of have turned it around? What I did is I saw that this was happening, so I stepped up. I asked him if I could send him reports. I asked him, like, I, I figured out if, like, there was something going on at, at home with him. I asked him if there's, like, a different way that he, like, really, like, excels when it comes to um, learning things. And I was able to, based off of his answers, help him by giving him different advice, giving him different direction, and really helping guide him along the path. That's what I do. That's what I'm going to continue continue to doing from here on out, but that's an exact example of something that I did recently. And I can tell you the look on their eyes was just like, what just happened? 
And here's the thing, I'm not saying this because I want to be like, I want you to think that like I was the best ever. No, I wasn't. It's just I took this principle of not waiting for the politics, not waiting for an amount of time for me to have on, not waiting for like somebody to come up to me and give me permission to do that. Instead, I took it upon myself of like, how can I take responsibility and lead now without stepping on people's toes? How can I remind myself of the actual mission that I'm, that I'm going on? And how can I prove beyond a reasonable doubt that I actually am doing the job now? and the rest will work itself out. All right, guys, I hope that was helpful. I hope that story was helpful because that was one of those times where I was so frustrated for a while and just having this little switch flip inside of me, it didn't have to mean that the outside had to change first. I got to choose um, based off of what I wanted the outcome based off of what was inside of here. And if that's something that you're uh, able to do, if you need some help with that, definitely reach out. But I really want to open your mind to that is you can actually use this situation for your greatest benefit for you to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you've got what it takes because I know you do, okay? All right, guys, I greatly appreciate you for making it to the end of another episode. If you have not checked out our blue or uh, ideal blueprint, ideal leader blueprint. There we go. Um, saying it three times fast is very, very difficult. Head into the show notes or go to mindsetwithmark.com forward slash leader. It is actually starting today. If you do not want to miss any part of that, definitely check it out and I look forward to seeing you inside there. Thank you so much once again for listening to the end of another podcast. I greatly appreciate it. There's hundreds of thousands of other podcasts and you made it to the end of this one and I appreciate you so much for it. All right. I will see you guys on Monday. You guys stay safe and healthy. All right. Bye everybody.